This podcast contains subject matter that may be disturbing to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Four imprints, one. One It's time to open the door in your mind. Sit back and listen to true horror. But be careful what you allow in. Because it's time to go through the fog. This week's story is I Think My Cat Belongs to the Devil. Posted by user Lone Donuts to r slash scary stories. It all started with a meow. It was just barely audible over the bustle of the street. The alley was narrow with dumpsters and trash along its walls. The smell wafted past me, causing my nose to scrunch up in disgust. I was about to keep walking and then I heard it again. It was soft and weak. Lifting my jacket to cover my nose, I disappeared down the alley. Stepping careful to avoid the noxious gunk scattered on the ground, I peered around. Trash was piled high and dumpsters were overflowing with crap. There was no movement and the honking from cars on the street made it harder to hear. I strained, trying to hear anything. A small movement caught my eye. I turned to face a pile. Garbage bags and boxes were stacked against the dumpsters, threatening to topple over at the slightest disturbance. There it was again. The softest cry for help. Holding my breath, I carefully removed the bags and boxes one by one, being careful to avoid getting any unknown substances on my hands. There, hidden underneath an empty box of ramen, was a small orange kitten. It shivered and jumped at the sight of me, backing up against the garbage. I slowed my movements, carefully setting the box of ramen to its side. I knelt slowly and offered my hand. Little thing meowed again, sniffing the air. It was covered in fleas and was greatly malnourished. My heart ached for the poor creature, but I stayed still, not wanting to scare it off. Softly, I said, It's all right, baby. I won't hurt you. Let me help. Its ears twitched and it took a hesitant step towards me. I smiled as it approached. It sniffed my hand before pushing its face against it. I could feel it purring, and I gently lifted it up. It had beautiful blue eyes and a little white spot in the middle of his forehead. I unzipped my jacket and tucked him inside, cradling him against my chest. It purred louder and it nestled against my collarbone. With him safely stored, I made my way home. I decided to name him Teacup. As he always loved crawling into my mugs as I was about to make some tea. He was given a nice warm bath to get him rid of fleas and a small saucer of milk. The vet said that I found him just in time. Another day or two and he would have been a goner. His fleas and worms were treated and I pampered him with all the little things a kitty could desire. As he grew bigger, I noticed that the little spot on his head had begun to resemble that of an upside down cross. He was always very sweet and kind to me but hated strangers. Anyone, and I mean anyone, who went near him was met by hissing and bristling of fur. Other than that, he was a perfectly behaved cat. Then, well, something very strange happened. It was last week. I had just gotten home from work and I was greeted by Teacup at the front door. He meowed happily and extended his head out for pats. Just as I was about to pet him, a shove hit me hard from behind. I was sent sprawling into my apartment knocked over a potted plant on my descent. When my head made contact with the floor, everything went black. 
I awoke with a start, <gasps> feeling a stinging pain across my cheek. I groaned and tried to rub the sore spot. My hands and feet were bound, and it was then that I remembered. My eyes shot open, and I looked panicky around my room. I'd been tied to the bed, and I was now only wearing my underwear. I whimpered and pulled at my restraints. Easy there. There's no way out of those, a voice said from the foot of my bed. I strained my eyes and could make out the silhouette of a man. He was dressed in all dark clothing and had some sort of mask on his face. But I could see the bright, piercing green eyes glaring down at me. They were full of hunger and anticipation. But please, please don't hurt me, I choked out feeling tears starting to well up in my eyes. <laughs> he laughed at this and ran a finger around my left ankle. Oh, that will come later. He started to crawl over the bed, over me. I screamed, I cried, pulling harder as I tried to get away. I felt his rough, wet tongue run across my stomach, and I screamed. <laughs> Suddenly, the man was thrown off me and against the bedroom wall. He landed in a pile and groaned. I stared, wide-eyed, barely able to keep my breathing calm. A hand gently touched my shoulder, and I let out a squeal of fright. <coughs> Standing to the side of my bed was another man. This one was finely dressed in a white suit with a red undershirt. His hair was black and slick. His eyes were a sparkling gray, and stubble grew across his chiseled chin. He smiled softly at me and undid my restraints. Quickly, I pulled and started undoing my bonds, eyes bouncing back and forth between the two strangers in my bedroom. Teacup came running into the room, having wedged open the bedroom door. He made a beeline for the well-dressed stranger, and I found myself yelling, Teacup, stop! The little cat ignored me and started wrapping himself around the stranger's legs, purring louder than I've ever heard him before. The man bent over and ran his fingers delicately over the cat's head. But he doesn't like... The stranger cut me off, finishing my sentence. Strangers, yes, he never did like new people. The man chuckled and lifted up the cat. I heard a groan to my left and jumped at the sound. The other man was slowly getting to his feet, rubbing his head. The other hand reached into his pocket and pulled out a knife. I quickly darted from the bed, but was met by the man in white. He gently placed teacup in my arms and gave the cat one more pet. Now, now, Reggie. I wasn't supposed to be seeing you for another year, but... He tisked, sucking in air as he wiggled his finger at the man. They're taking care of little fluffy things, and I can't have you killing them. Within human speed, the man in white was across the room and lifting the attacker by the neck. He silenced the yelp as he squeezed harder. The knife clattered to the floor, and I stood, wide-eyed, watching the scene. Without realizing it, I was stroking underneath Teacup's neck, who purred in agreement. My savior lifted up the man and gazed up at him. The attacker squirmed and beat at his arms, his face turning red and purple. The man who saved me looked back over his shoulder at me and gave me a dazzling smile. I'll be seeing you here again soon, and please, I would be very grateful if you remove that cross from your wall before then. Or at the very least, turn it upside down. With that, they vanished. A burst of hot air blew past me and I stumbled a bit. The room was now silent and empty. My knees buckled and I fell against the wall. Teacup looked up at me with his big blue eyes, and for a second, just one second, they seemed to glow red.
Through the Fog was recorded by Haptic. Edited by Brad LeBaron, Haptic, and Kevin Caravan. And produced by Flyover State Park. All stories are recorded either with the author's permission or with a Creative Commons share-like license. If you like what we're doing, be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. You can find the links to Haptic and Flyover at State Park's link trees down in the show notes. There you can find links to our podcast on other platforms, as well as Twitter and other social media and YouTube links. Redistribution or sale of this podcast is strictly prohibited without the express written consent of both Haptic and the story authors. State Park, you are clear to land.